Walk with the Lord in the light of His world. What the glory be, He sheds all our way. Thank you. Amen. Before you mother the song, both the father and the mother. Praise God. Where's Gerald? Is he here? <laughs> because I saw some people going, you know, they were just got to a place. They, but they wanted to freestyle the song. The smart thing to do is to all the songs I sing are always the same. I don't sing new songs. Just listen to all the songs for a month. I keep singing the same songs. I've sang it for many years. So just listen to them. All right, well, thank you so much, choir. Thank you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, we had a wonderful discipleship training program last Wednesday, Thursday. It was glorious. It was glorious. It was glorious. Can we have the light on? I, I think the lights. You need to help me with the monitors. It's very heavy in the house, but the, the stage, it's. I really can hear. All right. Just quick announcement. How many of you, the Lord told you to do something during the last three days or told you to do something before and you did, you've done it? Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Okay, let me do something maybe a bit harder. How many of you had an instruction that either you got in the last three days or you got before the last three days and you've done it after, you, after we spoke? Stand to your feet. Good. Good. Excellent. Now, if you've not got, if you've not done yours, wave your hands. Just wave your hands. So I want to ask all of you waving your hands. When are you going to do it? Tomorrow. Amen. You can have your seat. So sometimes it might be, it might not be something you can do like this. Maybe it tells you to start a company, but you've done it means you've started the process of the company. Always remember to obey. It's better than sacrifice. Yeah. To obey is better than what? Sacrifice. Always remember that. And there's no amount of prayer and confession that can substitute obedience. There's no amount of prayer and confession that can substitute obedience. To obey is better than sacrifice. Glory to God. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. And I want to talk about catching the spirit of prayer. Well, we'll talk about three reasons, three deeper reasons why we pray. Then we will talk about how to catch the spirit, the burden of prayer. Glory to God. So we will speak about those two things today. And we're hoping that people will be able to catch the spirit of prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. Paul said this. Now, there are many reasons why we pray. I, I just drank water. When you look at water, water, water is simple. But water has many uses. Water can be used to clean. Water can be used to wash. Water can be used to take your bath. Water can be used as a, um, as a catalyst in production of some other, you know, instruments. But water can be used for digestion. 
Water can be used to brush your teeth. That's the same way prayer is. Prayer has primary, sec- primary functions and secondary functions. When you were younger, you would have heard things like primary colors and secondary colors. So prayer has primary functions and secondary functions. So now, so there are general reasons why we pray. But there are very powerful reasons. That it's very deep while we pray. We want to look at one of them today. Ephesians 3 verse 14. The Bible says this. For this cause. For this reason. I bow my knee. So this is a posture in prayer. You know. You must know that even the Bible talks. There are different posture of posture in prayer in the Bible. He said for this cause. I bow my knees unto the father of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was saying I take a prayer posture. Why? Of whom the whole heaven. Of whom the whole family. In heaven and earth is named. Listen to what he says. He said our spiritual family constitutes of those on earth. And those in heaven. It's very nice. He said, we don't have a physical family. He said, we have, a, we have a complete family. There are people in heaven that are in our family. There are people on earth that are in our family. Glory to God. He says this. And this is a prayer. He says, this is a prayer. That he will grant unto, he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Eh. The word strengthen, I wanted to give you. See, <laughs> the word strengthen with minds means to increase in vigor. Why do we pray? One of the reasons why we pray is for strengthening of the brethren. He says that we strengthen with minds. See, and this prayer is very important. He says this, that it will grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. What will happen when you're strengthened? Look at verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you may be rooted and grounded in love. So the first thing is this, there will be a deepening, there will be a rooting. He says that Christ may be that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you may be rooted and grounded in love. He says this, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints. What is it? It will affect your comprehension. Let's talk about this. Many times, as a Christian worker, leader, a son in the office, you will come across another Christian that he's not very stable. Maybe you are a soul leader, maybe you're a team leader, maybe you're just son in the office, and you come across another Christian, and you can see that this Christian is not very strong. And there are options you have. You can talk about all the bad things he's doing, or all the bad things she's doing. Or you can, you know, you can try to talk to the person. Paul says this, he says, what do I do for the person? Paul said, for this cause I bow my knee. He said, for this cause I bow my knee. Why? That this person may be rooted. You root weak Christian by prayer. Are you listening to me? Because many of us, we keep saying that this person is not serious. This person is not serious. This person is not serious. How can he do this? But what have you, what investment have you made in prayer? That, that brother comes to you. He begins to tell you how he's struggling with so many sins in his life. What have you done in prayer? But he said, true prayer, you can root them. Paul said, for this cause. He said, just one cause. He said, just one purpose. He said, just one reason. He said, for this cause. He said, when I look at the brethren, I have one purpose. When I go into prayer, I have single, I have unique, I have focus. I have prayer focus. He said, for this cause. What is the cause? He said, he said, for this cause, that they may be rooted and grounded in love. 
people don't just go deep spiritually. The deepness you see is the result of other people's prayer. That's what the Bible says. What the Bible says? The Bible says, Paul planted Apollo waters. How does someone plant? Sometimes the planting and the watching, he's preaching and prayer. He said, Paul planted Apollo water. He said, But God gives the increase. So you see something. Oh, you, my God. You see something. As that brother is joining, as that side is joining, you know what happened? Someone is praying for him. Yes. When last did you pray for someone to be deeper spiritually? Very often if you're close to me, <laughs> I have a list of people I carry around. And I carry around because there's something I want God to do in their life. That they may not be aware of. Because I can see the instability in their Christian journey. I can see that they should make in a progression, but now there's a digression. I can see that the enemy wants to have the upper hand in their life. Since the lady had the breakup, she's not been stable emotionally. You've spoken and spoken and spoken. But some can See, there is what I call spiritual counseling. Where you cancel them by prayer. It's a redirection by prayer. See, through prayer, you mount barriers from them to be distracted. Through prayer, you change the course of their life. Through prayer, you change things. Glory to God. Sometimes it's a friend you met in church. Sometimes it's someone that you got born again together. And this person was so fine and it was okay. And everything was okay. And the person just got distracted. And anyone can get distracted. Anyone can, you know, become unanchored. And we can sit down in the meeting and just keep having conversation about that person. And have meetings and have meetings and meetings. But what will bring the results you want to see is a prayer. See what Paul said here. Let's read again. Verse 14. For this cause. Is it for this reason? Oh my God. Maybe we should jump to verse 13. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at the tribulation for you, which is my glory. They were going through tough times. He said, in the midst of the tribulation, so for what happened? That's your friend lost the job. Ah, he said, for this cause. 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 Something happens to that, to that man. He lost something for this cause. Before they lost it, before they lose it rather, for this cause. It's for this cause, I bow my feet, my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the family of the heaven on earth is named, that it will grant. So, as I'm praying, what am I praying about? So, number one, he tells us what he tells us he's praying. He tells us why he's praying. He tells us what he's praying about. He said, for this cause, it will grant unto you. What will grant to you? The riches of his glory. How do we pray for those people? He said, number one, we pray for them to be strengthened. How? With might by the spirit in the inner man. You begin to call the name. Be what be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. Be strengthened in with might by the spirit in me Anna, be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. Punto, be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. Fontoa, be strengthened with might by the spirit in inner man. Apan, by the spirit in inner man. He says, we're praying that they'll be full of strength. Why? When they're full of strength, they'll do right. You know, many of us lead people and we really forget that spiritual leadership is about the spirit. That no man can change another man. That the work of the spiritual leader is first done on his knees. 
You want to see something in that department? You want to see something in that office? You want to see a change in that company? You want to see a change in that family? You want to see a change in that job? You will first of all win the batch victory on your knees before you sit on, on the outside. Why? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He said the weapons of our warfare, they are not man-made. He said they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You want to see a change? In that area where you pastor, in that district, you win first on your knees. You win first on your knees. You win first on your knees. This is powerful. He says, what will happen to them? He says, when they are rooted, number one, he says, that Christ may dwell in their heart by faith. Then all of a sudden, they will become rooted and grounded in love. All of a sudden, all the, all the, you need, you, formerly you need to call them, come to fellowship, come to this, come to, there's no need for now. Because now, they are rooted. They know what to do. They do what they have to do. Because they are rooted and grounded in love. The problem is that they are not rooted yet. And how did they become rooted? Until Saul takes responsibility and begins to pray for them. He said they become rooted and grounded in love. They become rooted and grounded in love. Then the next thing that will happen to them, they will be able to comprehend with all saints. Some, their understanding will open. They will be able to comprehend with all saints. What is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height? And to know the love of God. Hey, which passeth knowledge. And they may be filled with the fullness of God. They would, they would know. They will be rooted. They would, their minds will be opened just because someone prayed for them. Not because someone can't sell them. Just because someone prayed. Many soul leaders talk too much. They need to pray a lot. Maybe you should type praying double the time you talk. Maybe you should type praying double the time you cancel. Maybe you should start praying double the time you spend with them. And when you pray, listen, learn to mention their names in their prayer. Mention their names in their prayer. Direct the prayers to them. One thing that will happen as you pray is this. Number one, the brethren will be established. You will just see people that are not serious become serious. How can it be in your whole department? All the girls and guys, they are not married. Even the one that is 48. And you keep on saying, I'm the leader here. Listen, leader, show us your power. Get to pray. How come in your whole family, you're the only one that goes to church? Everybody, they say, hey, the next once they were, you're the only one. No. Your prayer should be able to make a difference. How come in that whole family? How come in that whole family? Only you, you're the one who is successful. You look on the right, no success. On the left, no success. Just you that is successful. In the women's group you lead, three people, Hunter, just four members, are looking for the fruit of the womb. What are you doing as a leader? Out of the ten people in yourself, all of them are jobless. The one that has a job, has a job that pays him just less than $50. See, if there is a man to pray, there's a God to answer. If there is a man to pray, there is a God to answer. Glory to God. I said glory to God. 
So something about prayer is this, is that we must treat, number one, you must belong to a community where you can be prayed for. Number two, you must train yourself to be prayerful. Because one thing prayer does is the establishment of the brethren. The establishment. And that's why leaders must have communal time when we come together and pray for the establishment of the dread. The reason why is that the things you want to see are the things you prayed for. Or the things you see are the things you prayed about. Why? In the place of prayer, we create infrastructure for things to happen. Hallelujah. I say in the place of prayer, we create what infrastructure. You know what infrastructure is? The same with their physical road, their transportation, there's water, there's avenue. In the place of prayer, that's what prayer does. We create infrastructure. We want some things to happen. We begin to lay the foundation. They wonder, why are things so easy for people in this cell? We have laid the foundation. They say, why are things so good? We've laid the foundation. Prayer creates infrastructure. Prayer creates infrastructure. How do I know? Before Jesus Christ got into ministry, he spent 40 days fasting and praying. What was he doing? He was creating infrastructure. He was creating infrastructure. He said, The days are ahead. I need infrastructure. He was laying the pipeway. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say, Hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Look at him. Look at yourself and say, Create infrastructure. Create infrastructure. How do we create infrastructure? By prayer. Jesus Christ was going to choose his disciples. The Bible says he prayed all night. Then he came the next day and said, one, two, three. How did he know? Through prayer. He drew the people that should come. He brought them there. How did he know them? His spiritual senses had become sharp. You're creating for structure. The other day, Pastor George was sharing. He said one day when he was not very committed to Christ, when he was a young Christian, he was in the club having a great time according to him. Then his phone rang. Then he saw my name. He looked around. How does he know I'm here? Where did he find me from? When you pray that way, the spirit will start directing your steps. He will start his own system. He will. I remember when I met um, Brother Tyro, and I mean, it was a group of he himself, um, his brother, Pastor Tsunji, Ropo, Femi, Femi, Aragbai. Femi is in California now. Yeah, he's in California and there's a movie producer somewhere. Is it MTV? Works for MTV. And I'll just notice them. The, the, what really caught my attention was this. One of them had this car that used to park on the road because it was a room they used to stay in. You know, this car was parked on the road. And when I'm going, walking by, this car would just be shaking by itself. So I used to really wonder, what's going on in this car? Until I paid attention one day, you know, because I'm like, I just like, why is this car always shaking? I'm like, oh, I now heard the sounds. Oh, I said, oh, wow. <laughs> so there was activity going on in the sound. But guess what? There was no way I knew them. There was no way because we're not friends. There was no way. What did I do? I began to pray. As I began to pray, the opportunity to connect was made available. Because prayer creates infrastructure. It creates the bridge between what you want and where you are. It creates the bridge between what you want and where you are. Create prayer creates infrastructure. 
Long and short, they all got born again one by one by one. God filled the Holy Ghost and that's it. Prayer creates infrastructure. The benefit of prayer is large. So, so that's the first thing. So, number one, we pray. Prayer brings about, about the establishment of the burden. The second thing is this. Prayer brings perspective. Brother Judge, can I have your glasses? Can I have glasses? Tell me what you can do without your glasses. Just tell me. What? Okay. Oh, I never knew actually. <laughs> but thank you. So, but, but just imagine he can see very clearly. Then once he puts on those glasses, like, oh wow. It looks so good on me, right? He puts on these glasses, then the sight is perfect. That's what prayer does for you. It gives you perfect perception. Perfect perspective. See, before you pray about that marriage, you're not sure exactly what to do. Before you pray about that investment, you're not sure exactly what to do. Before you pray about that job, you're not sure exactly what to do. Before you pray about that migration, you're thinking, should it be Canada, London, or stay in Nigeria? You're not sure what to do. You're not thinking, should I partner with this, partner with that? Should I do crypto, or I should invest in forest, or I should do? You're not sure what to do. Should I marry John, or I should marry Mary, or I should marry Anita, or I should marry Vanessa, or Shininkwai, or Shinene? You're not sure what to do. But when you pray, then all of a sudden, everything becomes clear. Everything becomes clear. It's obvious I should not marry Shinene. It's obvious it's not Shinequa. It's obvious it's this other person. How do I know? Prayer give me perfect perspective. Prayer give me perfect perspective. Oh, the, the people say, how, do you, how did you know should you invest in that and not this? Because I've taken into prayer. In the place of prayer, it's not just my perspective. I have one extra perspective. I have my natural human perspective to look at the matter. But in the place of prayer, I join God's perspective. This is God's perspective. I take God's perspective, put it on my perspective. That we are united. We see the same way. They wonder, why do you make so much great decisions? Because we have united perspective. We have perfect perspective. We see as God sees. Somebody say amen. Amen. How many times have you gotten in trouble because you didn't have this other perspective? Because listen to me, the way human perspective is... Human beings make mistakes not because they want to, because we are limited in knowledge and perspective. But the limit of knowledge and perspective is covered up when we pray and pray give us perspective. Glory to God. The place of prayer is the place where we put on perspective. Just remember, the place of prayer is where we get perspective. Hallelujah. And the last thing is this. Why do we pray? Matthew chapter 9. Oh, glory to God. And many of you, you need a shift perspective. See, you are the one that thinks your life is going a certain way. Does God think that way? When you get God's perspective, God's perspective brings about rest. God's perspective brings about rest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I say glory to God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. The Bible says this. It says, 
And when Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is what plenteous. This is something everyone needs to understand. You know, sometimes you ask people to do the work of the ministry and they keep saying, There's no result, they have no people, we have no people. I heard what you say. But the perspective of Jesus is this. The harvest is plenteous. They say start a cell. He said, well, I find the people. The harvest is plenteous. They said, do this for God. What will I find it? The harvest is plenteous. The harvest is plenteous. The harvest is plenteous. We have enough to grow the women ministry to 1,000. We have enough to grow the men's ministry to another 1,000. We have enough to take over the whole city. Why? Not because I think so. Because Jesus said, the harvest is plenteous. He 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 said, the harvest. He said, the harvest is plenteous. He said, the harvest. Hey, sister, I told you, in your district, the harvest is plenteous. Glory to God. Hey, the harvest is plenteous. I'm harvest conscious. Say, I'm harvest conscious. Say, I'm harvest conscious. Say, I'm harvest conscious. He said the harvest is plenteous. So don't say, don't say, where will I find it? No, Jesus said, he said the harvest is plenteous. Stop talking and see the harvest is not plenteous. When we get to a city, when we get to Aja, the harvest is plenteous. When we get to Abuja, the harvest is plenteous. When we get to Ibado, the harvest is plenteous. When we get to London, the harvest is plenteous. In Baltimore, the harvest is plenteous. Come say, we will not be gathering people. Uh 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 uh. They are all there waiting for us because the harvest is plenteous. You know, there are people that if their friends succeed, they start feeling bad. And the reason why is that they really think that that success will affect their success. Because in their mind, they are scarcely conscious. So, from dawn to succeed, it's scarce. Once it takes it, what is left for me? Listen to me. I'm what? I'm prosperity and abundance conscious. What does that mean? What God does for one shows what's available for other people. So, when I say, when my friend gets married, and both of us were single, I didn't say, God, hey, hey, she has taken her own now. Meaning that, I'm, what is left? What is left? No, no, no. When she gets married, I say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why? Jesus is walking. He's walking. What it does for one is I believe for another person. That's why in the kingdom, there's no room for envy. Why can we envy? It's available everywhere. It's boku boku. It's It's everywhere. Cain was so angry at Abel. He said, they took your sacrifice and killed him. And God told Cain, if you did well, won't you be accepted? Meaning that there's no need to kill somebody else. If you perform, you will get results. You see a musician doing well. Other musicians begin to talk bad, talk bad, talk bad. <laughs> One time they say, we don't know what harvest is using. I say, what is wrong with your mind? Why must everything grow be something negative? There's something you there's a wrong way you think. He said the harvest is plenteous. So you see a younger doing well. Oh, God knows who she's sleeping with. Why are you like that? There's something wrong with your mind. 
And you listen to me, that's the kind of thought that makes people poor. Because the thought says until you start sleeping with somebody, you can do well. And because you believe it, it's because it's in your heart, that's why you said it. Praise the Lord. He said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Then he said something powerful. He said, pray ye the Lord of the earth. How do we find that? We pray them out. Let, he, says, he said, pray ye the Lord of the harvest that will send forth laborers. Let me show you what the, King, the Amplified Version says. Turn to the Amplified Version quickly. Oh, glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Do you have the Amplified Version at the back? Do you have at the back? Amplified Version. Is it there? It's there. The Amplified Version. Is that the Amplified Version? Give the Living Bible then. It's a prayer the Lord of the harvest. What the, the version I'm give us is trust them out. Where is it? I can't find it. Yeah. It says, so pray to the Lord of, let me show you. It says, pray to the Lord of harvest to force out. Let me show you first now. Pastor Lyle, come. Yeah. Pastor Lyle, come. Tyre, come. Tyre, come, brother. Just stand over here. Stand over here. No, no, no. Just face the drummer. Or maybe you want to face the prophet. First the prophet. God says, just, just face. God says that these are laborers, but they are not in the limelight. He says through prayer. You see, you trust them out. Are you saying that? He said, the laborers are there. He said, but through prayer, you trust the laborers out. The singles ministry, you push them out through prayer. You push them out to prayer. As you begin to pray, the people that have not been the limelight, you bakashka, bashka, you, you begin to push, push. They wonder, how come I'm not like seven? Prayer is working. How come I'm catching visions of ministry? Prayer is working. Because there's a trust about the power of God. Glory to God. That's why I say these are deeper dimensions of prayer. It's not the give me, give me prayer. These are deeper dimensions of prayer. Glory to God. Oh, wow. Thank you. I have about 10 more minutes. Wave your hands and speak in tongues. This next part, you have to receive it. Bregonda Shavali Bakorabaskis. Amen. First Samuel chapter 10. As I conclude this evening, I want to talk about 
how to catch the spirit of prayer. How to catch the spirit of prayer. Hunger attracts spiritual things. Matthew 5 says, Blessed are those that hunger and test. In the realm of the spirit, hunger has purchasing power. In the realm of the spirit, hunger has purchasing power. In the realm of the spirits, hunger is what we used to attract things. It's what we used to get things. It's a blessed are those that hunger and thirst for they shall be filled. That's why whatever kills your spiritual hunger has killed your spiritual future. Why? In the realm of the spirit, hunger has purchasing power. Is it Isaiah said, let him come, him that is hungry. Not is it him that has no money but is hungry, let him come. You want to cut the spirit of prayer? There must be that desire. There must be that desire. See, the spirit of prayer. See, when we say the spirit of prayer, it's not as if there's a spirit called prayer. No, no, no. It means a burning desire. It means a burning action of prayer. These things only come on people that are hungry. You, you will have that huge desire. Ah, ah. I want to be prayerful. I want to be prayerful. One time, we went for a conference in Ghana. And this man was sharing with us how to pray for 24 hours. I mean, one of my friends is doing an 80 hours prayer. 80 hours prayer. And where they're going to go, 80 hours. See, some of you, those things don't even attract you. That's where the problem is. I have a personal friend. She's preaching at church before. A lady. And she had prayed the longest she was prayed was, I think, 19 or 21 hour stretch. And she just sat down and prayed 21 hour stretch. So I says, where do you find those kind of people? You find what they're looking for. Do you know people that smoke weed, if they get into a new town, within 24 hours, they will know where to get weed. Is that not true? You wonder, they say, but we moved you to a new city, hoping you will not know anybody here. That can find with me. We even took your phone number. But it's not my phone number. Like attracts like. They know themselves. He will see someone on the train and be like, ah, boy. Be- because they communicate spirit, communicate spirit. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? What I'm saying is this. If you want this, there must be hunger. You want to cut the spirit of prayer. There must be hunger. You must want it so bad. You must want it really bad. It must be urgent. It must be big to you. That's the first step. That's the first step. Look at what the Bible says. Oh wow. Uh, in First Samuel chapter 10. Verse 10. He says... Talking about Saul, Saul was going to be king. It says, And when you come hither to the company of the prophet, you will meet with the problem of the prophet. And the spirit of God came upon him and it prophesied. How do you cut the spirit of prayer by staying with people that pray? 
Let me tell you how I learned how to pray. And I've said it before several times. When I was young, there was this guy called Peter. We were all in secondary school. It was a boarding house. So it was very easy. Peter would wake up at five. Five or four, I can't remember again. I think it was five. And Peter was probably 15 years old. Because I was about 10 years old. He was about five years older than me. And Peter would, would, would wake up five and pray to 7.30 at 15. And did it every single day while I was in that school. He would pray. And those were the days where we had not received the Holy Ghost or spoken tongues. So it was praying in your understanding. Yeah. So, because the school, so you, every time we woke up at 5.30, Peter was on his knees. Peter was always, was already on his knees at 5. And he will pray to 7.30. 7.30, he will go and fetch his water, take his bath, and head towards class. By 8 o'clock, he was in class. Then, school will close at 2. Peter will go to the chapel at 2.30. And pray till 4 o'clock. And go back to the hostel. Sleep, have lunch, and rest. Sleep, have lunch, about 6.30. 6.30, we'll go for prep. And this is how I knew him. And 6.30, we'll go for prep. And we'll reach till about 10 o'clock. And 10 o'clock, while all of us are going to the hostel, Peter goes back to the chapel. Prays till 11.30. And goes back to the hostel. This guy was 15 years old. This guy was 15 years old. He was like that. So, you know, hostel is not the thing that you go to hostel. Hostel is communal. So, when you don't see me in the hostel, you know where he is. Because Peter had three address. Hostel. Hostel. Chapel. Or what? Class. Peter didn't have a lot of words to say. He didn't have a lot of words. He was not in a lot of conversations. He said, I don't have time because I have to pray. This is a 15-year-old boy. He said, I don't have time because I have to pray. He said, I don't have time because... He said, a lot of things people know. He said, I don't have time because I have to pray. I don't have time because I have to pray. I don't have time because I have to pray. When you were discussing with him, you just say, hey, sorry, prayer time. <laughs> he said, prayer time. See, this is 15 He was not a pastor. He was not becoming, to become a pastor. This is just personal Christian life. Hi. His life was so challenging. His life was so magnetic. I said, this is what I want. I moved from my hostel, moved into his hostel. You know, that was illegal. But I didn't care. You know, literally, I was in my hostel with all of the other stuff. But all my things were literally, I just found a place to hung. His bunk was here. I just hung on the next bunk. So that, you know, I said, this thing has to rub. It has to come on me one way or the other. The people you hang out with, how is their prayer life? Your best is, how is their prayer life? Are they enhancing your prayer or they are killing your prayer? You wonder if you become prayerful. Are your best friends enhancing your prayers or killing your prayer? What do your best friends invite you to do? To pray or to go to club? What do your best friends invite you to do? To go and eat or to go and pray? What do your best friends invite you to do? To gossip or to go and pray? What do your best friends invite you to To spend or go to go and pray? There are people that have best friends that never told them, let's go and fast and pray before. Never. 
How can you be best friend for five years? I know, not one time. That's not a best friend for you. You should unbestie him today. A, a best friend that's never told you one day, join your hands, let's pray. What further help can you give me if not pray for me? What further help? How can you help me if you cannot pray for me? Are you here? Are you here? So how do you catch the spirit of prayer? Hunger. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for the spirit. The second one is company. The second one is what? Company. See, I don't know if you read. <laughs> Let's read Act chapter 3. Oh, this is very powerful. Act chapter 3. Act chapter 4, verse 23. They had beaten P- um, sorry, Peter and John for preaching the gospel and healing the sick. See what the Bible says. Chapter 4, verse 23. And being let go from prison, after they had beaten them, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. See what their company did. And when their company heard, they lifted up their voice with one accord and they began to pray. My God! Did he say, they began to Decide politics? No. When they heard, that disposition, that strategic, that strategic advantage was to take place in prayer. Are you listening to me? There was there was a position in the took. You told your girlfriend, your bestie, my boyfriend broke up with me. You see, you see. We have to show him. We, 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 we it will listen. She be yes, social media. She be you know, she, you not know, okay. You not know, okay. We, we, by the time we deal with him, he will forget his father and mother. Look at the flesh talking. As if that will bring him back. When you speak to spiritual people, they will say, "Babes, what do you want?" I think he's under some kind of influence. Ah, huh? you think he's distracted? So what do you want? First of all, let God heal my heart. Then him, let the will of God be done in relationship. You say, is that what you want? By the time you said done, she just said, Give me your hands as you join your hand. Boom, instantly there's a shaking by the spirit. The, the boy that his head is not correct, his head begins to go this way. He begins to adjust, he begins to adjust because people are praying. Yeah. Are you there? Yes, are you there? Yes, they cheated you in business, they cheated you somewhere. You go back, someone says, Sorry, we started changing the matter. He says, when they returned to their company, the first thing they did was to offer prayers. They didn't offer pity. They didn't offer conversation. What they offered was prayers. Who are your friends? I'm depressed. Me too, I'm also depressed. What kind of friend is that? Is your depression meant to encourage me? He said, I'm depressed. Me too, I'm also depressed. Is your depression meant to encourage me? He said, we should strengthen one another. Alpha, I'm depressed. They've cancelled my Canadian visa. They've taken the contract. You see, even myself, I'm depressed. Uh, uh, what kind of talk is that? What kind of talk is that? You should be encouraging our faith. If we are depressed, we will come to you. Strengthen us, word of power. That's why you need to find a cell and get into. And if your cell is on this way, get out of the cell and get another one. 
Glory to God. And if you're telling that this is what you should be doing, this is what you should be doing. This is a ministry. But I'm depressed. I'm also depressed. Glory to God. How do you how do you cut the spirit of prayer through hunger? The second one through companionship. The third one through meditation. Can you play? Where's the keyboard? You just took a break today. You don't want to play today. What's meditation? Listen to me. When you really want to pray, you can program yourself to pray. See, if you're very close to me, I mean, staff, friends, my wife, everybody knows, once it's getting towards service time, I start withdrawing. I start withdrawing from physical things. And while I'm withdrawing, I'm settling to my spirit. Because there's a conditioning that I want. I'm aware that the preaching is of the spirit. I must bring it out of the spirit. So that's not the time I'll be watching TV. I'm saying, <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wrong time. Wrong time. At this time, and, and this is a problem with the prayer because you just, you just, everything is happening. You just want to lift up and say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-mm. You are talking, but your heart is still connected. You are talking, but your emotion is still connected. You are talking, but you are still attached to Babylon. That's not how we pray. The songwriter said, Let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your heart. Oh God. Oh God. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. When it's time to pray, I begin to meditate. You, you know, worldly meditation. This watch this up. Worldly meditation say when you look at all this like body meditation, they say clear your mind. That's not godly. Worldly meditation say clear your mind. Nonsense. Godly meditation says fill your mind. How do you fill your mind? By filling with God's word. I would just, I, I would just take a scripture. Oh my God. So as I'm detaching, so I, I know what the report said. I, I know what I'm looking for. See, I know that I'm looking for a hundred million to fund that project, to fund that movie. I'm looking for all this money to do all of those things. But right now, I'm not going to let all those things worry me. I'm going to pause my emotion. I'm going to pause my emotion. The reason why is this, I don't want to carry my anxiety to prayer. Because faith and anxiety cannot work together. He said, what did he say? He said, he says, he says, we should cast away our troubles. I want to lay it down. I don't want to carry that way. That hurt I feel against my husband. I don't want to carry it to relation to God in prayer. No, no, I lay down. But I can't lay down like that. How do I lay down? The Bible says, when light comes in darkness with despair. How does light come in? The word of God is light. So I let the word come in. I go to the word. Oh, my satire. Maybe I'm in trouble. You know what? I look for a scripture. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they're saved. I'm not praying yet. I'm just programming. I'm like, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they're saved. 
The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. I begin to tell myself, I let it fill my mind. They want to fight me in the office. They want to take the contract. I fill my mind with Isaiah. No weapon fashioned against which I prosper. Every tongue, every tongue, every tongue, every tongue, every tongue, every policy, every law, every structure, every policy, every law, every structure that rise against me shall be condemned in judgment. It will be Ziggy Saga, Ziggy Saga. Ah, I'm not praying yet, I'm just meditating. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Hallelujah. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Oh, hallelujah. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me shall be condemned. What am I doing? I'm meditating. I'm meditating. This is how you pray. So, you don't pray from a place of worry. You pray from a place of faith. Because you have already done faith-filled meditations. Your husband just told you, your boy, your, or your girlfriend or boyfriend told you, I'm leaving the relationship. Your emotion want to say, Yeah, Mokbe, I'm finished. You say, Hey, calm down. What do you do? We know all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. I know the plans I have towards you. They are plans of peace, not of evil to bring you to an expected end. Say unto the righteous, it shall be well with you. I say unto me, it is well with me. Hallelujah. All things are working together for my good. Hallelujah. The plan of God towards me maritally is for my good. It's not for evil. It's for peace. Ah. Ah. See, as you begin to meditate, the very air your body will stand up. Ah, why? The living power in the word of God will indonate, will fill your mortal body from head to toe. It will fill it head to toe. Head to toe. It will fill it head to toe. You know what happens to you? When you start praying that way, you don't pray from fear again. You don't pray for worry because because through meditation you sunk the worry. <laughs> through meditation you sunk the fear. Faith has a reason in your heart. You know what meditation is? Meditation is like marination. You know if you want to make nice fish or chicken, you soak it in the sauce two or three nights before. Yes or no? Why? So that the sauce can enter inside. You want to pray the word, soak the word in your heart. I know you're going to cut the word, but before you cut the word, let your heart soak in the word. Let your heart soak in the word. How do you soak the word? By meditation. By meditation. By meditation. By meditation. You are soaking in the word. You are soaking in the word. Until, listen, that word takes you over. My God. I say, my God. I say, my God. Israel was going to pull down Jericho. They say, how will Jericho come down? Many of you don't know how big Jericho. One of us say, walls of Jericho? You think of the walls in your house. Those are not walls. Those are fence. Jericho's wall was so large. They said, I'm not sure. Six chariots could ride on it side by side. So think about this. The wall was so large that probably 10 Lexus SUV 
can line up on the wall. They can pack on the wall side by side. So, when God saw that Israel could not process Jericho crumbling, he said, go around it. Why? Meditation. <laughs> Meditation, go around it. The first day they went around it, they were like, can this thing come down? By the second day, it had begun to rise. By the third day, it had begun to rise. By the fourth day, by the seventh day, praise God, the, the, the wall of Jericho came down flat. Are you here? <laughs> you are trying to raise one billion. Go round it. Go round it. What do you do? Write the check. Put it on the floor. <laughs> Write the check. Put it on the floor. Go round it. Go round it. Go round it. Go. Everybody thinks you are crazy. See the check there. Say one billion. 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 As you go round, it will seem tough. Eventually, you will find it subdued. As you go around, they be singing the song of victory. What are the songs of victory? Uh, great is our God. Greatly to be praised. Great is our God. Greatly to be praised. Great is our God. Just think of the great. Compare your problem to the greatness of God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Doctors say you can't have a child. They say you can't get the mortgage. They say you can't get the job. You can't get Take it. Put it on the floor. You are the great and mighty God. Hey, jo, jo, I'm telling you, beautiful for all situation. You are the joy of the whole world. You take it, you take it. You are the you take you take you take the picture of the baby. You take the approval, put it on the floor. Ah, yeah, put it before the Lord. You are the great and mighty God. Hey, greatly to be praised. Beautiful for all situation. You are the joy of the whole Lord. He's a mighty man in battle. El Shaddai. You are the mighty man. You will not know when there will be a takeover by the Holy Ghost. You are the mighty man in battle. El Shaddai, you are the mighty man in battle. Glory to your name, you are the mighty man in battle. El Shaddai, you are the mighty man in battle. Jehovah, they say this paper is cancelled. You are the mighty man in battle. Doctor said, follow me to block. El Shaddai, you are the mighty man in battle. Glory. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. When Jesus opens the door, nobody can say no. When Jesus opens the door, nobody. Listen, many of you don't know how to meditate as you begin to say that. This is it. The faith begins to rise up. How do you feel right now? The faith is rising up in your spirit. It's not the kind of prayer the Father help me, help me, help me. That's faithless prayer. This kind of prayer, you will just come out with explosion because your spirit has laid hold of something. Let's pray. Let's pray. Sabaligara. Balego mentoke lebando kabaradi ati asibatata. Etome shabaka talamata baradi ata. 
Are you ready, people? I said, Are you ready, people? I said, Are you ready, people? I said, Are you ready, people? He's a great and mighty God. 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 Go ahead and bless his holy name today. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. He's a great and mighty God. Hallelujah. He's a great and mighty God. Be sure you get the microphone and join me. Hallelujah. He's a great and mighty God. Glory to God. He's a great. Come and join me on the stage. He's a great and mighty God. He's a great and mighty God. Go ahead. the walls of Jericho are coming. The walls of Jericho are coming. You are moving forward. I said you are moving forward. I said you are moving forward. I said you are moving forward. The walls of Jericho are coming. You are moving forward. I said you are moving forward. The walls of Jericho are coming. You are moving forward. God has made the way for you. God has made the way for you. God has made the way for you. Amen. For the next round of t- prayer, but I will come lead uh, b- brother Tayo Patewa. Come lead the prayers. Glory to God. I want to just give you a scripture to med- meditate upon as we pray. This is what the scripture says. What does it say? It said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. It said, be lifted up ye everlasting doors. Let the king of glory come in. They said, who is the king of glory? He said, the Lord strong and mighty. He said, the Lord mighty in battle. For ye, he's the king of glory. For ye, he's the king of glory. What gates need to be lifted? What doors need to be opened? They have been opened right now. Amen. Gates have been lifted right now. Amen. Doors have been opened right now. Amen. Gates have been lifted right now. Marital gate lifted. Amen. Funding gate lifted. Amen. Ministry gate lifted. Amen. Approval gate lifted. Amen. Provision gate lifted. Amen. Are you ready?
ready to pray? Yes, sir. Jesus name we pray. Amen. mighty God to be praised 